SoWin TV presents. SoWin TV presents. Welcome to Girl Talk. I'm your host, Michelle Davenport. Now let's get into it. Hi, friends. I'm Michelle Davenport. You're listening to Girl Talk, and we are on episode 25. Woo! I'm so excited today. We're talking about the armor of God in Ephesians 6. Listen, this is what Paul said. He said after chapter 1, 2, 3, 4, and 5, he said, Finally, most importantly, above everything else I have said, above the spiritual blessings, thanksgiving and prayer, made alive in Christ, one in Christ, children of light, wives and husbands, children and parents, most importantly, finally, be strong in the Lord and his mighty power. Put on the full armor of God so that you can take up your stand against the wiles of the devil. The wiles means in Greek, lies and waiting. So the devil, it has lies and waiting for you. Each morning you get up, he has his lies ready, packed and ready to go. He's ready to jump in your car and follow you all around your life, telling you a pack of lies. Um, His name, devil, it is in the the New Testament over 40 times, and it is taken from a Greek word called diablos. And it's a compound word. Dia means um, with the idea of penetration. And then bolos means throw, like throwing a rock or a flaming arrow. It's like the act of throwing a rock against something until it breaks. Can you get a mental image of that, girls? He's like throws a rock at you against you and against your mind until it breaks. He sits there and just throws his little lies at you, wads of lies up in a rock and just throws them at your mind until he can try to get your mind to break. God said, put on the full armor of God because he knew that there was a devil rowing around to and from looking for someone to devour. And he knew the way he was going to do it was to be like throwing something against your mind until it finally breaks. So God said this in Ephesians through Paul. He says, put on the full armor of God. So my question to you today and to me today is why we go around half dressed. Why would you want a half a healing, a half a paycheck, a half a cross? What is good is half? Why would we put on the armor and only get half dressed in the morning with the armor of God? Would, would we want a half a forgiveness, half a heaven? We want one foot, half a foot in uh, hell and the other foot in heaven? No. What if I had a $100 bill and I tore it in half and said, you keep half and I'll keep half? What good is it? Half of nothing is good for nothing. I had a vision a while back, and as we were standing in heaven, we were all beat up, wearing our suit of doubt, delay, defeat, discouragement, and diversion. And as we stood in heaven, God takes us to a room, and he opens the door, and he shows us everything we could have had. But because we struggled with all these different doubt, diversion, defeat, delay 
We missed out on so much that God had for us. A room full of it, as a matter of fact. In Ephesians 6, 13 through 14, they talk about the, the, uh, the armor of God. They talk about the belt of truth, which we'd buckle it around our waist. They talk about the breastplate of righteousness, the feet fitted with uh, readiness. We take up the shield of faith. So you can put out the flaming arrows of the devil. We take up the helmet of salvation. Take up the sword of the spirit, which is the word of God. And today I want to talk about and focus on the flaming arrows. Because I believe that's important. I believe that's something for us to discuss. I believe that's something for us to glean from. Is that the enemy has arrows that he wants to fire at us. And when we get up in the morning and we act like, hey, I'm going to. I'm good. I'm good. I don't need to put on the full armor of God. I got this. I got and get in our car. You know, we put on everything. We put on our best shoes to put on a hat, put on a purse, blouse, pants and everything. But we don't put on the full armor of God. No, we're busy. We're too busy for that. We go. We're going. We got this, God. We go about and then we end up crying to God at the end of the day. Why? Why? Why, God? Well, we're out there without any armor on on a battlefield. That's why. Why you feel like you're getting beat to pieces? Because you're out there in a war. Without your armor on. Now, I've taught on it many times, but I believe there's five arrows. Five different arrows that the enemy shoots his flaming darts at us. And the first one is doubt. Makes us question God's word and his goodness. Doubt says you're not good enough. And let me tell you the truth. You're not. But God is. Amen? You're absolutely not. But God is. God is always good enough. Remember in the garden? When the, I mean, you know, the devil has no new tricks. I hope you know that. There's no, there's no new tricks in his bag. What he has in the beginning of time is the same tricks he has now. It's up to us if we let them work on us. In Genesis 3, 1, he says, did God really say? That's Satan's favorite question because it worked in a perfect garden. So if it could work in a perfect garden, I imagine he thinks it can work on us too. And if you think about it throughout your life, how many times has God said something to you and the enemy come in and say, did God really say you need to pay their electric bill? Did God really say you should go buy that family a meal? Did God really say you should start a ministry? And God's question was this in Genesis 3. Who told you that? Remember they were standing naked? He said, who told you that? I need you to ask yourself next time God tells you to do something. And that question comes in, did God really say, I need you to ask yourself, who was telling me that? Who is, who was telling me that? Because the devil won't tell you to go bless someone. I'll just get that straight out right now. He's not going to tell you to go bless someone. So you may need to be questioning who's making you doubt the word of God. Doubt what he's calling you to go do. There's a big difference between unbelief and doubt. Doubt can't believe. Unbelief won't believe. <laughs> when I was younger and living with my grandma and I was going to work, my grandmother was such a sweet woman. And you, most of you know I came from a very troubled pa- past and childhood. And um, 
I lived with my grandmother off and on my whole life. And I was living with her at this time, and she was so sweet. She'd get up and make me breakfast before I'd go to work and iron my clothes. And one day she said, you know, Shell, I think you need to learn how to iron. I said, okay, Grandma. I said, I, I don't think I can. I can't iron. And she goes, no, Shell, it's not that you, it's not that you can't iron. It's that you won't iron. <laughs> and so there's a difference, right? There's a difference. And there's a difference between doubt and unbelief. Doubt can't believe. Unbelief won't believe. Yeah, let that sink in for a minute. And then the second arrow is discouragement. It makes you look at the problem rather than God. You look at the problem and you don't look at God. You find, you think all the things and all the ways this is not going to work, but you don't go to God and talk to God about it. Discouragement keeps you in a place of complacency. And you know what, girls? You don't want to let your yesterday use up too much of your today. It's sad when people will die today still living in yesterday. Because they were discouraged and too discouraged to do anything. But stay in the same place day in and day out. Don't let that be you. If you're feeling discouraged, go to God. Go to God. I remember a time I was feeling very discouraged just here recently, and I went to God, and there's not one time, y'all, there's not one time God is my witness that I've ever gone to him and asked him for encouragement that he didn't give it to me. Sometimes within a 24-hour period, sometimes it took days, but he always answered. And here recently, uh, many of you know that my book, Ripened on the Vine, my first book, it's my testimony has going to be turned into a movie and that's in the works and the process. And it's a long thing to do. It's a, you had to get you a script written and have a producer and you need a director and a co-producer and just so many things involved in making a movie that I am learning. So I thought, Oh, get a script written. Okay. We'll have a movie out, you know, in six months, <laughs> not so there's a lot, lot to do. And so I was getting a little discouraged because we had given the screenplay out to a director and a producer, and I hadn't heard from them, and I've been trying to be patient. I got very discouraged, and I went to God, and I said, listen, God, if you really want this movie made, can you just encourage me? Girls, within four days, I heard from the producer. I heard from the director. They are reading it right now. And not only that, I went to church. That was enough. I was in tears. I was in tears when I was praying to him, and I was in tears when he answered the prayer. And uh, so for four days, I was in tears. And so I went to church, and my pastor's wife came up to me, and she said she was talking about uh, randomly. We weren't talking about the movie. We weren't talking about my book, but she said, Hey, and matter of fact, she says, Hey, let me go over here. So Marty can hear too. Marty is my husband. And she started telling me about her brother being, he used to work in, um, in Chicago on a news, I believe it was a news station, a TV station. And he stepped down for that and he's pursuing film. And she goes, I don't know why I never thought of this before, but I need to tell my brother about you and tell him about your story. And I, you know, I almost started crying right there. I said, well, I said, you're not going to believe this. I said, but just four days ago, I got on my knees crying out to God about it. And if he still wanted this movie to be made a movie that I needed encouragement to keep going because I was feeling very discouraged. 
And she goes, well, I don't know why I've never thought of it, though. And I said, probably because I hadn't been on my knees yet, <laughs> praying and asking God for encouragement. And so within four days, I had three ways of encouragement through the director, a producer, and then my pastor's wife. And so, girls, if you're feeling discouraged, don't hesitate to go to your heavenly father and say, God, I'm feeling discouraged. He knows your mind anyway. He knows what you're thinking anyway. And just go to him and say, I'm feeling discouraged. I remember another time I was discouraged in the ministry. And I said, listen, Lord, I just need a, I need something. I just need a little piece of something to keep me going. I just need to be encouraged in this ministry's hard, y'all. <laughs> Those of you women out there that are in full-time ministry, it's hard. It takes a lot from you. And it's wonderful. I wouldn't trade it for the world, but it can be discouraging at times. Because you feel like you're planting seeds and you don't know. You don't know if you get any benefit from the seeds that you're planting. Very rarely do you get to hear back from them. And so I'm in this position and I'm discouraged. I'm bathing my dog and I'm praying out to God and I'm crying again. Go figure. And I'm just saying, God, just please encourage me a little bit. And I'll hang on. I'll hang on for another 10 years, but I just need encouragement. Well, I went to check my mail several days later, and there was a card from a lady that I had ministered to at Copeland's Ministry in Fort Worth, Texas, when I was teaching a Bible study. And I'd given them all journals based off of Joshua, talking about someday when your children ask, what does these stones mean? You can tell them the reason for your faith. And so I told them, I said, keep a faith journal, and it'll help you. Well, I get a card and said, I, you know, she says, thank you so much. And over the years, I've written in my faith journal and has really you know, the deepest, hardest times of my life. I've looked back on it and it's really helped me. And I just want to thank you and encourage. She used the word encourage you. And she sent along a check, which I wasn't even praying for financial help, but God just put a little bonus in there. And y'all, what happened next blew me away because God, when we're praying, God is laying us on the hearts of others. I believe he laid uh, my screenplay on the heart of the director and the other producer and on my pastor's wife, Sherry, on her heart. And he laid me on this woman's heart in Fort Worth, Fort Worth Texas. And I did, did I mention it was 12 years? I, I had moved, I had moved like four times. It was a miracle she even found me and my address. It was a plum miracle that she even found me. I believe we moved four or five times since we lived in Fort Worth. One was to New York, but it made it to me. But this is what blew me away, y'all, is God said, look at the date. And I turned it over, and in the exact date that she mailed that thank you card was the exact date that I was in the bathroom bathing that dog, crying out to God to give me encouragement. The exact date, y'all. Now, listen, somebody got to get excited out there with me. Somebody needs to get happy with me. Somebody needs to do the happy dance, man, because that is God. That is God. And so when you're feeling discouraged, can I implore you to cry out to God and say, I need encouragement. And he's no respecter of person. The third arrow. Amen. 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 I just feel in my spirit right now, somebody's getting happy. Amen. The third arrow, the fiery arrow, is diversion. It makes the wrong thing seem attractive, so you desire them. Now, many of you that have fallen into adultery or that's fallen into a life of crime or drugs or alcohol, you know exactly what a diversion looks like. 
Many times when I went into the prisons for almost seven years to minister to those women, they would say, hey, can you pray? My court date's coming up. Can you pray that uh, the judge will let me out? And I said, no, I can't. I can't pray that because I don't know that you're ready to get out. Only God knows. So what I'll pray is that if it's time for you to get out and if you're ready and if you won't be, um, you know, tempted when you get out, if you're strong enough to get out without falling back into the same old routine of drugs and alcohol and stealing and prostitution and everything else, then I, then I pray that the, the judge have mercy on you and let you out if God himself knows that you're ready. But I won't pray for favor that you be let out, not unless you're ready to be let out. Because if you get out too early, you could have a diversion. And what looks like good will be bad. And if you're not strong enough in your belief and strong enough in your faith, you will fall back into temptation. Amen. The fourth arrow that the enemy shoots at us is defeat. That will make you feel like a failure so you don't even try. The arrow of defeat. So many of you girls out there right now know exactly what defeat feels like. Defeat feels like this. Defeat feels like every single time you try to do something, it's never good enough. It's never good enough. Have you ever been in a relationship with every time you try to do right, it's wrong? It don't matter what you do. It could be in a friendship. It could be in a, a marital relationship. It could be as a boyfriend and girlfriend. But every single thing you do wrong never measures up. I mean, do right never measures up. It always feels like it's not good enough. And it makes you feel defeated. It makes you feel like everything you try to do is never going to be good enough for that person. And you walk away, you feel like you're so defeated because you're trying. But it ain't good enough. And some of you are in that position right now. And it's a horrible place to be. And that's where the enemy would want you to always feel defeated. Like you're just, you're just shy of making it where it's right. You just come shy every time. You just cut short. And then you end up feeling defeated, not even want to try anymore. And that's exactly what the enemy wants. He wants to keep pounding you with that rock. He wants to keep hitting your brain with that same rock and just keep pounding and pounding and pounding until you feel so defeated you won't even try. And that's ultimately where he wants to get each one of the believers is where we won't even try anymore because we feel so defeated. And the last one is delay. The arrow, the flaming arrow of delay makes you put off doing something so it never gets done. How many of you have done that? Now, if you're honest, you know, if you're driving right now or you're sitting in your house, if you're honest with yourself, how many times have you delayed something God's told you to do and you still haven't done it and it's been years? And because you've made up so many excuses that you now believe the lies of excuses, that the enemy has planted and pounded in your head. And so your delay has actually become a defiance against God and disobedient. Because he's told you to do something and you put it off. You know what? The enemy's totally okay with God telling you to do something. He just don't want you to do it. So that's why he uses all these flaming arrows. That's why he uses all these arrows. It's so he can keep you from doing what God called you to do. But I don't want you to allow him to have that control over your life. I don't want doubt, discouragement, 
diversion, defeat, delay. I don't want the weapons of the enemy to keep you in a place of complacency where you never do what God has called and created you to do. Amen. So that's why I wanted to shed the light on this today. That's why I wanted to say, you know what? When he says, put on the full armor of God, there was a reason for that because you're going into the battlefield and we're living in a war zone. And he knew the enemy was going to have flaming arrows. And then when he says, hey, when you've done all you can do, all you're standing, then you still stand. Because God knew that we were going to be faced with the enemy of our souls. And he knew he's going to have flaming arrows to shoot at us. And he knew that if we didn't have the belt of truth on. And if we didn't have the breastplate of righteousness. And our feet wasn't. Sodded. And ready with the word. And we didn't have our shield of faith on. And our helmet of salvation. And the sword of the spirit. Then we weren't going to be able to withstand. The flaming arrows that were going to be shot at us. I want you to be prepared, girls. And I want you to be able to recognize the tactics of the enemy because he has his wiles, his lies in waiting for you and for me every day. So he can sit behind a rock somewhere and shoot these arrows at us. And he believes that if he keeps shooting the same arrow over and over and over and over and over and over in our minds that will break. And I want you stronger than that. Amen. Amen. All right. You know, I never want to get off here without letting you know where you can find me. You can find me on uh, Facebook at Faith Builders Ministries, Inc. You can also find me on Facebook as Arthur Michelle with 1L Davenport. You can listen to me on the Christian Mix 106 on Wednesdays and Fridays at 9 a.m. Eastern, along with Tuesdays at 8.30 p.m. Eastern and Saturday mornings for Girl Talk at 10.30 a.m. Eastern. You know what I always say? I always say, go out there and be willing to be an answer to somebody else's prayer. Why? Because it will change you. All right. Until we talk again. Are you feeling broken or lost? Are you struggling to find a community of like-minded women? Come join us on Soul Win, Shining Our Light Women's Inspiration Network. Soul Win women have come out victoriously from their dark places and now use their God-given gifts to shine their light to the whole world. Get your free 30-day trial today. Go to www.soulwin.tv to subscribe now. Are you feeling broken or lost? Are you struggling to find a community of like-minded women? Come join us on Soulwin, Shining Our Light Women's Inspiration Network. Soulwin women have come out victoriously from their dark places and now use their God-given gifts to shine their light to the whole world. Get your free 30-day trial today. Go to www.soulwin.tv to subscribe now.